0: Welcome to the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell, an accredited real estate business development coach with over two decades of experience in the real estate industry. I would like to extend an invitation to all real estate practitioners to join us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we take a deep dive into the complexities of establishing new business opportunities, implementing accountability, developing mental toughness in a challenging market, all the while enhancing the growth and development of your business through learning and incorporating artificial intelligence. Whether you're an ambitious new real estate agent, a seasoned professional, a team leader, or a broker owner hoping to expand your company, or even if you're a declining rock star striving to regain your greatness, This podcast will serve your needs. Tune in to fully tap into your potential and become the prosperous and productive real estate professional you've always wanted to be. If you're ready to elevate your business, join us every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. This is Dr. Carlton Bell with the iTriumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast. I'm here today with my host, Rhonda Mayo-Lewis of Benchmark Mortgage. Rhonda, you were really going in deep in regards to how to continue or how to position yourself, I should say, to obtain home ownership. But we also know that within our community, there are some huge disparities with inside of the lending institution. We've seen it over the years. You mentioned the Fair Housing Act in 1968. We know there's been discrimination before 1968 all the way up until yesterday in the in the lending practices in the home buying practices that's why we have things on the books like uh redlining that we're not to participate in and blockbusting yeah. that we're not participating yeah. mm-hmm. but when you start to talk about discrimination amongst people of color there are lawsuits that have been filed there are claims that have been filed there's settlements that have been reached and most recently Uh, One of the most prominent lending institutions had a claim filed against them, Navy Federal Credit Union, for discrimination amongst uh, African-American loan applicants within their institution. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go into that because I'm not Mm -hmm. versed on the the findings or the case or anything that's going on. But Mm -hmm. I really want to touch on how do we as leaders in our community and leaders with inside of our industry, how do we prepare our people? For something like that, when they face those types of things,
1: so um, that that touches my heart. Like that, that is why I will probably never retire, because mm-hmm. um, you know I think that most most consumers, when they think about buying a house, the first thing they think about is the house. Mm-hmm. And so the first person they go to is the realtor, mm-hmm. okay? And so when they go to the realtor, the realtor is going to usually refer them to a lender that they already know, you know, that they have worked with before that is that is tried and true, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I want to put out there is that for the consumer's, to know how to advocate for themselves and/or connect themselves with someone that they trust yeah. to advocate on their behalf.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. yeah. So what I find is that you know I work I work in the DMV. Ninety nine percent of my clientele are blacks. Mm -hmm. 99%. What I find is, and I do get a lot of people that have gone somewhere else that have gone to, that that were working with other people before that end up coming to me and sharing their experience. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the things that keep us out is um, people feeling dismissed.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and not important Mm -hmm. and discouraged. Mm -hmm. And we don't know, we don't know what type of effect or how long that effect has, especially our black men. So when we think about, you know, a man out here goes to a lender, talks to a loan officer, and that person pulls their credit and is like, Oh there's there's nothing we can do for you. You need to just build up your credit, pay your bills and, you know, follow up with me. Yeah. That is dismissive. Mm-hmm. And that that one person could go and go into a hole and stay there for years.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah. And what that is is that is that is wealth that's lost. Yeah. That's what, even if they buy a house five years later, my father, my father was a veteran. My father, we grew up in low-income housing. And my father just always talked about, I want a house, I want a house, I want a house. Like everything that we did, we couldn't go here because we were saving for a house. We couldn't get this because we were always saving for a house. And I remember being young, like, "Well, well, when are we going to get a house? Because we were always, you know, trying to get one and saving for one. And he was coming up with money and then something would come up and he had to spend it. And it was just this constant battle. And so we we rented probably about 10 years longer than we should have. Because my father ended up, he had a piece of land. He ended up um, building a house on this piece of land. Um... During the time when interest rates were 18-20 percent.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And he later found out after I became a loan officer that because he was a veteran, he didn't even need any money. Wow. But nobody that he talked to,
2: because so, okay. back
1: then there were hardly any black realtors, but right. nobody that he talked to told him that he had access to a va loan and that he could get into a home with with no money and so you think about that 10 years delayed of him owning a home that was hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah that could have been passed on to his family to his Mm -hmm. kids or his Mm -hmm. his grandkids that Mm -hmm. is that is lost wealth so when we think about the things that happen Even when people get into the loan process, there are some things that Black people do that other people just don't do. Our money might not be in the bank, it might be at home. Right. It might be at home. And so, being able to work with someone that you can connect with that is going to work with you and be your advocate and figure out how they can get it done instead of ways, instead of the reasons why it can't be done, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So yeah. my advice to the consumer is think about, think about who you're working with in those terms. Who is taking the time to listen to you, find out how you think about money. Everybody's relationship with money is different. Me and money, we got a love hate, you know, thing going on. Right. But mm-hmm. everybody's relationship with money is different. And so having somebody to work with you to figure out how that worked best for you. You know, we think about all the money, the billions of dollars in wealth that was lost amongst blacks due to appraisals, you know, houses appraisal low. But yeah. and so as we as we start to as we start to get into this industry, as we start to diversify this industry, because this industry is still not diverse.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We see probably a lot more people of color in this industry, in this area that we're in, but nationally, we don't see it. We don't no. see it. And so this industry. In order, you know, the connection is sometimes among cultures. And so being able to diversify this industry is huge. That goes for loan officers, processors who mm-hmm. actually process the loan, mm-hmm. underwriters who are looking mm-hmm. at your information. They never have a chance to talk to you. All mm-hmm. they're looking at is super.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Underwriters, compliance officers. You know, we had the biggest changes in the um FHA guidelines that were favorable yeah. after my fudge got in there.
2: Yeah. The yeah.
1: changes that she came in and made, she knew affected black people's ability to be able to um, um acquire home ownership. So the changes that were made to some of the guidelines, you have guidelines, you know, it's harder, it's harder now to like, just, you know, most companies are not going to be out there just blatantly discriminating, but discouraging, um, um, having policies in place that only affect a certain population You know, Mm -hmm. all of those, all of those things. And so to people, to consumers of all colors, do your homework, Yeah, put yourself in the best financial position as possible. You don't have to be, your, your credit scores don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have tens of thousands of dollars saved up. But if you have a strong desire and you want it, and connect yourself with somebody who you th- who you can trust yeah. This doesn't help you to get there
0: yeah it would it would really it would really behoove a lot of the loan officers that are probably going to hear this program along with a lot of the real estate agents to really uh, buy into exactly what you're saying educate yourself understand exactly uh, who the who the consumer is that you're trying to help are you in it for yourself to make money for yourself or are you in it to service the people? So that's what you really have to look at. So when we start to, when we start to look at, um, interest rates in general, I know today we were at six and a half percent. but some people may still think that that six and a half percent is a little high. And I really want to talk to those individuals that are current homeowners that are, that purchased a couple of years back, they may have the 2.5 or the three and a quarter percent interest rate, you know, and they want to move, but they think the interest rate is way too high. Are there other programs and things of that nature that are out there that they could take advantage of that could bring that 6.5% interest rate down for them just a little bit? I'm specifically talking about those individuals that have been in their homes and have established some equity.
1: In their property,
0: and they have that equity to do a little bit of creative financing. Can you speak to that just a little bit for me?
1: Yes, yes. So, as a loan officer, my job is to help find solutions. Let's figure out what your what your um, issues are, and Mm -hmm. then let's let me help you to come up with some options, right? And so, I come across a lot of those sellers. Mm -hmm. who have homes their interest rate is two percent two and a half percent three percent even when we say six and a half percent they're like oh my god no i don't want to do six and a half percent rate i'll just stay where i am so there are there are various options okay so when we talk about i know everybody hears two one buy downs they hear three two one buy-downs, what does that really mean? So right. let me first explain what that means. So doing a temporary buy-down option means that if the interest rate is at 6.5% and you have a 2-1 buy-down, that means the first year you're going to be paying your mortgage payment based on an interest rate of 2% lower than what it is. So it'll be based on 4.5%.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: Okay. The second year, it'll be based on, it'll be 1% lower 211 percent 1% lower, it'll be at five and a half percent. Then when you get to the third through the 30th year, it'll cap out at that six and a half percent. The way that that's helping people is, it is creating affordability. It's creating immediate affordability. So then we say, well, yeah, it's affordable now. But what happens two years from now, you know, when that when that rate goes up and their and their payment goes up? Well, I'm only going to look at offering that to people who I if I'm looking at someone's entire financial profile and I see that they that they have a job where their income has been going up. Every year they're upwardly mobile or I see that they have some debt where you know that card note's going to be gone in about two and a half years or i see I see that they have funds to be able to get rid of some debt so when I think about affordability affordability is always an issue yeah I don't care if the rates when the rates were at three percent affordability was an issue because the prices were going up so fast that people even at the 2 to 3%, people couldn't afford to get what they really want. Yeah. Okay. So, affordability is always something that we need to be able to offer solutions for. Okay? So, a lot of times people will only look at their mortgage payment. They don't look at their other bills, okay? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that mortgage may be affordable, but you might not be able to afford it with all that other stuff that you have, okay? So if we take a look at overall debt and look at ways to decrease overall debt, we can make room for the debt that is considered a good debt, which is a mortgage, is considered a good debt because it's a debt against something that you know the value is going up right mm-hmm. so using a two-one buy down even using like a permanent buy down
2: mm-hmm. you know with
1: a two-one buy down if you're if you're only paying mortgage payments on four and a half percent for the first year and then five and a half percent for the Second year, there's something that has to be done with that interest. It doesn't go on the back of the loan. Right. That money that you pay up front. So you pay up front a lump sum in order to buy that rate down. But people may be okay with that. The other thing is is that sellers sellers got to start looking at the property that they have, maybe keeping it. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If you have a property that you've been in and you've acquired $150,000 in equity and the interest rate is only two or 3%, you have a low payment. You can can rent that property out and earn Mm -hmm. money. So if you're paying uh, $2,000 and you can rent Mm -hmm. it out for $3,000, yeah. You can earn a thousand dollars and that's gonna make this house that you're getting ready to buy much more affordable because you're getting a thousand dollars a month and and you're still acquiring wealth, you're still building equity on this house. Now right. you have another house and you're building equity and acquiring wealth on that. How great yeah. is that? Just yeah. by paying for the roof over your head. Now you got somebody else in there renting. And they're making you money every month.
0: They, what, what they don't tell us and, and is that if you are a current homeowner and you are drawing that money down out of that current property, the equity I'm talking about, to buy another property, they don't tell you that that interest is tax deductible. They don't tell you these certain nuances and things that take place. I always tell people there are, there are two presentations or pretty much there are two presentations that you present. There's the front stage presentation that you present. That is what you want everybody to see. That's the lights, camera, action. Mm
2: -hmm. But then
0: there's the backstage. Mm -hmm. That's the backstage production that's going on. Currently, in most people's backstage, it's cluttered. It's got a lot of junk. That's where that broke mindset has a tendency to reside.
2: And people are
0: very comfortable. But what they don't want is for you to come Behind that curtain, and start kicking and moving their boxes around, Absolutely. and revealing those things that's hindering them, or that is uh, bringing to some sort of awareness that what they're presenting on the front stage—you know, with the with the glitz and the glamours and the cars and and the bags and the vacations and the trips—and listen, and that
1: with- that just like I think that that is my pet peeve when someone yeah. when someone comes to me and they say, you know, I want a house. Yeah, yeah. I want a house. But I wanna I wanna still be be, be able to travel. I want to still shop. I want to still be able to do everything that I'm that I'm doing.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: my answer to that is that if you want to be able to do everything that you're doing, then you probably need to stay where you are. Yeah. You need to just stay stay where you are. Yeah. And do what you're doing. Because the desire for home ownership has to be so strong that you're willing to give up something. It doesn't have to be everything. Maybe if it's not three trips a year, maybe it's two, or maybe it's one for a little while. It's like, what are you willing to sacrifice for the sake of being able to put yourself in a position where you can build a savings of hundreds of thousands of dollars? just by paying for the roof over your head. That's Absolutely. it. All you're doing Absolutely. is paying for the roof over your head. If you can do that, then you can create hundreds of thousands of dollars.
0: I love your remedy to, to offset that broke mindset. I love it, I love it. Um, I wanna get out of here on, on this particular note. Sure. Um, we know that there are an, an array of economists out there and everybody has their opinion in regards to the to the interest rates one of the guys that i listen to quite a bit is um steve harney over at keep a current matter i think he's probably the most affluent and straightforward and 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 to the point economist that's out there and what he's talking about is you know like you had mentioned before somewhere right around middle or towards the end of the second quarter we should see a shift in the interest rate so what i want to ask you is just really simple what should people be doing right now that know that they have some sort of let's say uh financial glitch in their system what should they be doing right now to prepare themselves if if they're not capable of moving now what should they be doing to prepare themselves to jump on jump in this bandwagon and take advantage and buy some property, either investment property or home ownership or whatever the case may be. What should they be doing right now? To well, I think them?
1: the first thing they should do is speak to a loan officer, speak to a lender, speak to the people who have the money instead of just speaking to the people who have the house. Right. And speak to the people who have the money because. What a, what a qualified loan officer will do. And see, this is, this is where people get kind of thrown off. There are, there are companies who have like licensed loan officers, originators like myself. Like we are, I am, I am trained to provide solutions. Okay. You have other companies who have people um, that are more like a customer service rep they're trained to take applications.
0: Right. I get that. Okay. I get that. That's big. That's, so that's major. You,
1: you need to be working with someone who understands the market and who knows how to help you figure out solutions. And you need to talk to them as soon as possible. And yeah. here's why. If you're saying, well, Rhonda, I don't, I don't want to move until June. My lease is up. My lease is up in June. Okay. If we talk if we talk now and I pull up all your information and I look at everything and everything is great. You qualify for where you want to be. You know, you're ready to go like all your ducks are in a row. If you start looking for a home now and get under contract say in the next 30 days, okay? So let's say at the end of February you have a ratified contract. And let's say at the end of March You're ready to go to closing. Your first payment isn't gonna be due until May. Right. So that's that's gonna put you in alignment. Correct. Right? But that's if all your ducks are in a row. So what if what if you come to me now and I see something and I'm like, whoa, listen, okay, so your credit score is a little low, but in order to do what we wanna do for you, I need you to pay this, this down, or I need you to save up this amount of additional funds or I need you to do those are, you can start working on that now so that when June comes and you're, and you're ready, you will really be ready. So speaking to a lender to come up with a plan as early as possible. I have people call me and they say, well, I don't want to buy a house for another year. And I, and I say, okay, let's see where you are. Let's see where yeah. you are so that you're really ready in a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, Rhonda. That's good stuff. So last question, benchmark yes. Morgan. Are you guys a nationally based company?
1: Yes, we are a national direct lender. So Mind we loan in every state. Um, we have various programs. Some of them, um, like like the first time buyer Programs or assistance programs vary from state to state, but we have those everywhere. Um, We actually specialize in um, VA lending.
2: Wonderful veterans.
1: So we have a specialty niche for VA lending. So you know, Carlton, thank you for your service. Um, But we provide you know exceptional service. You know, for for me. I had somebody ask me the other day, I was talking to a gentleman and um, I had been talking to him and his, well, I've been talking to his wife and then he wanted to talk to me as well before deciding on who they should use. And so I went through this 30 minutes and I was going through some things, asking him, you know, what's important to him. And, you know, I go through all of this and we got to the end and he said, well, why should I use you? And, you know, it just kind of took me aback. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And so my answer is this. It's not just because of Benchmark, but I am empowered by Benchmark Mortgage. I can't do what I do without them. But my answer to him was because I'm, I'm hoping that I have provided you with enough information that you see the value in what I can bring and guiding you through this process. So
2: Absolutely.
1: I don't want you to, you, I need you to choose me based right. on you feeling like I can help you to solve the issues that you have.
0: And get That's it. wonderful, Rhonda. So we've talked about uh, what people can do, um, and not just people of color, but people in general, what they can do to overcome common pitfalls. We've talked about the challenges that most people run into as far as home ownership is concerned. And then we also firmed it up and talked about how to build a successful path to home ownership. I want to thank you today for joining me on my podcast. I really 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 enjoyed it. I can't wait to do this again with you. Uh, Tell the people how they can reach you, please.
1: Yes, I can be reached at my... Email address is ronda.lewis, that's R H O N D A. Lewis, L E W I S, at benchmark.us, B E N C H M A R K.us.
0: What about your social media platforms?
1: On IG, I am the program queen.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: The queen. <laughs> yes.
0: All right, great. So, Rhonda, thank you for joining us today here on the I Triumph Blueprint thank
1: Real you. Estate Podcast. Thank you, it you for was having me. Really you. an
0: honor. Thank you so much. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us here today on the I Triumph Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. Take note. Success in real estate does not solely rely on relentless effort. Rather, it's about implementing intelligent strategies and focusing on consistent skill enhancement. Business development and coaching offers the direction, tactics, and expert knowledge you require to spot phenomenal growth and development in your business. So don't hold back from taking your real estate career to the next level. Let's be clear. The transformative power of coaching can establish or rejuvenate your real estate enterprise. So, seize the chance today and allow us to guide you to the peak of success that you've always envisioned. Kindly visit our website at itriumphenterprises.com as well as follow us on all social media platforms at Dr. Fitz17 for all of your real estate coaching and consulting needs. You can listen to our podcast on all major streaming platforms. So get in touch with us today to commence your journey towards a prosperous future in real estate. Well, we'll see you here every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the I Real Estate Blueprint Podcast, where greatness awaits you. I'm your host, Dr. Carlton Bell. Thank you again for joining us. And we hope to see you real soon.